Coming up, Rhino and Oliver give their review of the VIP experience at Universal Studios Hollywood. Live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition, episode 107. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside two individuals, one of whom is sitting to my right, and that is Rhino Clavin. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Hi, nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great for you to be here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And then back on the controls... Hello. Oliver Green. There we go. That's what I was waiting for. I was a bit premature there. A little bit premature, but premature, not (laughs) premature. That's it. You're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Okay. So in, in okay, doesn't I know. Matter. I know. Matter. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> so, uh, hi, welcome. Thanks for thanks for joining us again. This is going to be a very fun episode. I have a feeling. Um, last time you guys did a duo episode, uh, it was it was a good old time when you talked about Universal Studios Hollywood's uh, Halloween Horror Nights and. Today, you'll be talking about the VIP experience, which you also did. Um, I probably should have sat at the controls for this one, so that way you two could have had a little bit more. We wondered that when you talk. were out of the room. But. Yeah, I just really thought <laughs> of it right now. That's why you guys should probably tell me these things before we get started. But Well, you've done, you've done the uh, VIP experience before, have you not? Uh, I have, yes. So I can, I can compare it to the last iteration that I was able to do on it which was many moons ago at this point, but uh, still a really, really rocking time. I've done the, the studio tour a lot of times over the past couple of years since I did the VIP tour. Um, so also got that input on it too, but very exciting episode. I love any time we can talk about Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, it's, it's really, it really is a magical place, uh, and I don't say that with pun intended on there pun. because they now have the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Oh, I thought you were uh, making out fun. there. No, I, I, really, I really do love Universal Studios Hollywood. I was so sad that I could not uh, have the opportunity to go with you guys on that trip. But, you know, life gets in the way sometime, I guess. And uh, there's nothing we can do about that, but I can't wait to hear about it. But before we get to that, I do have just, just a little bit other things to talk about. Uh, some stuff happened uh, in between now and then the last time we did a show i don't know why i said that that made no sense um yes we didn't have a show last week for anyone out there who was watching listening wondering uh i was just getting debarking i believe is the correct pronunciation and word uh off of a royal caribbean cruise on the harmony of the seas Uh, it was just a two-night press cruise i was debarking um, it was a long two days of working, and I didn't even make it back to Orlando until about 1 o'clock. So that's why we had to go ahead and cancel the show. 
but uh, we will make up for it this week by going two hours. Oh. Yes. Yeah, Oliver's freaking out right now, thinking, I don't have anything to talk about for that long. Um, so, yes, we have this, and uh, I guess right now, since we're talking about canceled shows, uh, this will be our final episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition for this week, and also next week, <laughs> because next week, of course, on Thursday is Thanksgiving, and uh, I think the one thing we'll be thankful for is that we don't have to come in and do a show on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Air horn. Oh, you can't warn me like that. Um, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to, you've, you've got to give me some warning if you're going to want the air horn there, during the episode. There is, so. no, I don't have to give you warning. You should be on top of things. Burn. Say Thanksgiving again. Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, I don't know why people watch this show. I don't know why either. <laughs> That's why I'm just actively not even watching the chat today because uh, it, apparently it's disembarking. So I'm going to stop saying debarking. Actually, I'm going to keep saying debarking. You do keep saying debarking. I, was, I didn't know if there was a difference. Like that's what it's called when it's just a test and you're just or like it's a dog cruise or something. Uh, we'll see. A dog cruise, like like woof woof barking. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to the other dog, you know. It oh, doesn't matter. I. Let's get this back on track. Please get you back on track. Well, how do we want to start by getting back on track? Let's talk about some of the things that happened over the past couple weeks. Um, the first <laughs> big, <laughs> the first big thing. Um, <laughs> oh, that was that was cute. I missed. No, it. that that really wasn't. Okay. Uh, okay. No, it was I giggled at something on his yeah. screen. So, <laughs> uh, the first big thing that I want to talk about is Volcano Bay tickets are now available for purchase. Did you guys hear about this? You see this? Was it, an, a- this? Was it an accident or was it on purpose? I've not heard about this, no. I Get that judgmental look. <laughs> no, you can now buy Volcano Bay tickets. Oh, so it wasn't an accident. I heard about it right now. You I just told us. I don't know why it would be an accident. I don't know. Sometimes um, these things get leaked. No, this... No, this has been out a couple days now. Um, Yeah, so they're finally available to purchase beginning for use beginning June 1st, 2017. So at the least we know that Volcano Bay will be open June 1st, 2017. We've known that for a while. Uh, The the volcano is almost closed on all sides now. It's looking really good. It's coming along so well, so, so well. Um, And there are a couple different options right now for your ticket purchase for Volcano Bay. So let's go over them now. So we are kind of we, we knew there was going to be changes to the ticketing system. And the big one is that now there is a three park to park admission ticket, oh. which will give you admission to all three Universal Orlando uh, theme parks, which will be Universal Studios, Florida, Islands of Adventure and Volcano Bay. So. The uh, in terms of the pricing for this, uh, the two day three park to park ticket is your base one that you can buy. Uh, they don't have anything for a one day three park to park ticket yet. I don't know if they will at some point in time um, hmm. because it's a one day ticket that is now based on their seasonal pricing. So I think that's why they can't release any base numbers on oh, what that, that might be sense. at this point uh, until they have their crowd calendar for. Uh, June. Yeah. But that two day three park to park ticket starts at $274.99 per adult 
and it's two hundred sixty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents per child, ages three to nine. Of course, it's not terrible. Just to put that into perspective, the two-day, two park-to-park ticket that currently is available. Uh, that's $234.99 for an adult, $224.99 per child. So essentially you're looking at an extra $40. $40 to throw in that extra park. I know a lot of people are upset about this, but why? Because they think $40 is a is a big cost. But that's the thing. What? They're not they're not getting rid of the 2-day two, 2 park. You don't have to. Yeah, they, you don't have to get it. Which I I love this that they're giving you that option. That they're saying, okay, well, if you want Volcano Bay thrown in, we'll give you that that water park extra yeah. ticket if you want it. But you can still just buy your your good old fashioned two day two park to park admission ticket and only have to deal with Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. So they're not forcing it upon anyone. Mm. But for forty dollars extra, you have that option to go into volcano bay and you know to me that that really doesn't seem that bad um you know i'm also what's the math on that three parks two days so it's so whatever that price is divided by divided by three then divided by two so what was it 275 hold on i'm opening up my sorry i'm just kidding because i'm i did 275 we're gonna divide that by 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 three parks three parks so you're essentially paying 91 92 dollars divided by two two days and divided over the course of two days so so each day each park you're paying 45 dollars to go yeah so i'm I'm sure but here's the thing that that's going to start adding up very quickly for a family of four um like any theme park experience would uh once you (laughs) would um once you do it for a family of four uh but yeah the options keep going up from there the three-day three park-to-park ticket is 295 adults uh 285 for children i'm not going to go through uh all of them because that's just you know that's that's getting a lot if you don't want to do the park-to-park admission which of course we always recommend park-to-park admission if at all possible because uh that's how you you know that's the best way to park hop and for example with that two-day ticket you have to you have to park hop. That's the only way to, you know, if you wanted, uh, if you wanted to do each park one day, you you can't get that done. You have to, and that's why the one park per day admission ticket starts at a three day, three park ticket, and that's two hundred fifty dollars for an adult and two hundred. Okay, so one park the one, per day. Yes, so three consecutive days of single park admission. Oh, so you can't you can't hop. You can't hop. What? That, yeah. Okay. So let's say you want to do USF one day, Iowa the next day, Volcano Bay yeah. on that third day. This and you don't plan on hopping at all. That ticket starts at two fifty per adult and two thirty five per child. I just pay the twenty five dollars to be able to go to whatever park I wanted to. Yeah, pay the twenty five extra. Yeah. yeah well, you know, well, no, that's that's that would be two fifty. That would be forty five extra dollars because that one starts at three day. You would only get two oh, days day. for okay. twenty five extra. Yeah. Sorry, we're going like way into the math. Basically, uh, that pricing goes up from there as well. We have this all on the universal portion of our site, um, and of course, we'll have a link in the show notes. And the link to the show notes page is disunplug.com, and uh, you'll be able to see all the pricing breakdown. And of course, you'll be able to buy the tickets. If you're coming this summer and you want to use it, um, they also are offering a splash stay and play vacation package, uh, which 
can save you up to $100 on a three-park vacation, including four-day tickets to Universal Studios Florida, Islands of Adventure, and Volcano Bay, along with four-night hotel accommodations and more. So for this vacation package, uh, rates at Cabana Bay start at $165 per adult per night and basically goes up from there. $195 per adult per night at Sapphire Falls, $250 per adult per night at Royal Pacific, to 70 at Hard Rock and Portofino uh, to 85 right there. So uh, this deal, you can start booking it now through April 30th, 2017, and it's valid for travel starting June 1st, obviously, of 2017 through December 31st of 2017. So, um, And then based on what time you travel, you can either save 50 75 or $100. So... Uh, if that's in your, uh, if that's in your wheelhouse of something you might want to do, you might want to look into this. Of course, we always recommend Dreams Unlimited Travel, who can help you on this deal. Uh, so we we still don't have any idea of what's going to happen with annual passes in Volcano Bay. Um, like I said earlier, we don't know what one day one park admission tickets will be for Volcano Bay yet because we don't have that seasonal pricing. And as of now, there are no Florida resident rates. So that's also a bummer, but I'm sure all of that information is going to come at some point in time. I'm sure it'll be, even if they don't do it when they first open in the summer, I'm sure once they get to the winter time, it, it'll be, it'll happen. Because even though we do live in Florida, the uh, water parks see a massive drop in attendance because people from like, you know, New England or whatever, they're not really thinking about like, oh, pack the bathing suit up. Like some of them do, but it's just, you know, nobody down here is like, oh, we're going to go swimming this time of year. That's when they usually try to get you to come in. I'll be the deals. No, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's a perfect example is right now where it's starting to get, I mean, when it's beautiful sunny outside, weather. when it's sunny outside, it's absolutely beautiful. But if you have that cloud roll in, it can get chilly even in the daytime and at nighttime. The past two nights, at least, well, there, it's uh, been it's been on the very chilly the side. The high for Monday is sixty nine. I can't wait. I know that's going to be crack out my hoodie, crack it out, crack it. I've out. been wearing mine the past couple nights. Oh, mine's iced up. I get a out. little bit. You ice it. You put it in the freezer. Just <laughs> wait. Just for so it. I don't. I'm not tempted to go for it ahead of time. Mm. Yeah, sixty nine, seventy three, seventy seven, seventy nine. Oh my god, it's going to be great weather. Great weather. Thank you, Hurricane Matthew. Okay. It's been great weather since Hurricane Matthew rolled through. Okay. Took away the humidity with him. Wonderful. So, Volcano Bay, that's all you need to know right now. We'll let you know if you need to know anything else. Uh, Also, things that we didn't talk about. Um, I don't believe we talked about it. Did we talk about Aventura? Who? Aventura, the new hotel. No, we haven't. No, no, we talked about it before when it was like the name was leaked from the document. Yeah, no, I guess that was uh, a yeah, <laughs> We haven't had a we haven't had a show since they announced Aventura. it. So they officially announced Aventura Hotel. Um the the six on property hotel at Universal Orlando. I didn't even think about talking about it. I thought we already discussed it, otherwise yeah, we'd we have pictures yeah. out there. But there will be a link, of course, to the story that we have on Aventura for anyone out there who wants to know. You can see all the concept art. Um essentially I will paint the picture for you now. It's going to be a uh a, a very tall building, sixteen stories. And it will be all glass and very curvy and wavy. And I know Oliver's trying to to find something very quickly right now to pull it up. But let's talk about the details on that before uh, so we give him a little extra time to work here. But the hotel will be a value resort. So adding on to Cabana Bay. 
Mm. We'll have a second value resort That's with nice. Aventura. Uh, it'll be 600 rooms, which actually it doesn't seem like that many to me. Um, no. Especially when you consider Cabana Bay has 1,800 rooms. Uh, yeah, that's that's essentially close enough there. So that's one What's of the concept. The, is there images. any real theming to this hotel? Uh, well, that's the that's the problem. I don't think there generally <laughs> it's just a straight is. Up hotel. It, it's their closest concept to a straight up hotel. I'm sure we're going to see some type of theme run throughout the hotel. Uh, there's there's obviously going to be garnishes and touches as there is with all of their hotels, but there's no outline theme like retro or pacific or mm-hmm. or uh caribbean not a theme like that but uh yeah so as we talked about it with this hotel before it'll be just south of sapphire falls and their their parking garages will actually connect with each other so you provide you very easy access to get to sapphire falls as well as the walking paths to get you oh i do have to a question parks and city walks yes sir. sorry to roll yeah. back you just said it that triggered it um is cabana bay gonna have an entrance into the water park because the more and more shoot. they're finishing um, that last tower of the hotel of of uh the expansion to very cabana close. bay and it that it's, expansion looks like literally looks like it crosses the line i want to say they someone asked about that at one time back and i i apologize i just i don't keep stuff in my head really well anymore my memory is slipping on a daily basis. I want to say someone did ask that question because they thought from the concept art, it could look like, I believe it's Disneyland Paris where they're one hotel. You actually you have to go through the lobby, you to get go through the lobby to get in there. I think someone asked if that was going to be the same with volcano Bay, if you would go under the hotel to get into it. And yeah. I want to say universal said no to that, but I could be completely mistaken or they might not have commented at all. Um, but that is a very, very good question. Um, I, I don't think it will, but without a doubt, the the new tower, which I, I am loving the design of it, that curved design, yeah. kind of like Aventura is going to have, it is going to offer the best views of Volcano Bay. It's, it's going to be really neat, yeah. especially if you're on one of those upper floors at night where you're just looking straight out at, at the Krakatoa. I think, I think that would be a banging hotel room to get in on. Um, but back to Aventura, uh, as I said, 600 rooms, 16 story, uh, value resort. Um, I, I think they did take a lot of they're they're in a, my opinion, they're kind of blending what they did with Cabana Bay as well as what they've done with Sapphire Falls in that despite it being a value resort, it seems like they're going to give a lot of attention to the dining options, dining oh, and drinks. Um, because they, the one thing that I'm most excited about, Aventura will have a rooftop bar Ooh. on that 16, you know, 16 story on that 16th floor. That's going to be a rooftop bar that they said will essentially be eye level with uh, cool. Krakatoa. So that in that bar, it's not just going to be a bar; it's going to be a, a tapas bar. Oh, so a, a with bar? Crack, tapas, okay, tapas, tapas with with craft cocktails. So it's essentially going to be Strong in, Warner Tavern. Exactly. 2.0. That's that's what I think. Great. I can see them going all out on that bar to pull people in because I looking at the clientele, you know, they're not necessarily catering a, a rooftop bar like that to a value resort clientele. 
So I think they're aiming for to bring other people in just for the bar alone. So I think you're going to see some something spectacular at the top there. So that's just my my prediction alone. Though. Yes, I, I completely agree. Uh, like Cabana Bay, they're not doing an actual uh, restaurant, but they are doing a uh, five different categories of food uh, food court style, which. As I've said many times, and I will continue to say, Cabana Bay has, in my opinion, some of the best food on property for quick service, even better than a lot of the full service uh, places at Universal. So I I think that's a big plus doing that style. And then near and dear to my heart, there will be a lobby Starbucks because you need it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's one of the most popular things about Cabana Bay when it's when the hotel is very busy. First thing in the morning, you will see just a massive, massive line at that Starbucks. Uh, just ridiculously popular. So, uh, and you know, it'll it'll have the basic same other stuff that all their hotels have. It'll have a it'll have a pool um, with a pool bar as well. Uh, there'll be a lobby bar in the hotel beyond the Starbucks and the rooftop bar. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I'm very very excited for it. The only the only thing I was looking at is like their pool area looks rather rather tiny, um, and so I wonder if they're going to try to get a lot of people to go over to Sapphire Falls and use their massively large pool, or maybe even to Cabana Bay, or get them to go across the streets to Volcano Bay. Yeah, but it seems like they're it seems like this is the new option for young families who want to stay value but don't want to do deal with kids and a lot of the the hecticness um you know and that's also with the look of the hotel if it is that like smart contemporary casual look it's it almost might give you the feeling that you're staying in a very hip retro or hip and trendy hotel without spending the money that you would if you were going to one of these types of hotels in new york or los angeles or anywhere so i i'm I'm being very uh, positive in my thoughts towards Aventura. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I agree. I think what you're saying as well with the design, it's go, it kind of, it's suited very well to the design um, path that Lowe's are taking right now. Because you can see from uh, the oh, I forgot the name of the resort, the rooms at the the one that's not the Polynesian Royal Pacific, the Royal mm-hmm. Pacific Resort, that they are more like that boot. Um, it was Pete that actually pointed out, but they're more like that uh, city uh, boutique style hotel room, and it doesn't feel necessarily as Polynesian-y. So you can see, especially as well, it's not when a you Polynesian look at hotel. It's it's South Polynesian. What is it, Craig? I know you're very yeah. specific. South Pacific. South Pacific. Okay. Well, it didn't feel very South Pacific either, but you know what I mean. Like they're very good at doing that boutique style hotel. So I think the the whole Have feel of this hotel. South Pacific. All of all of us, you might have. Though, you could. I mean, you're the closest one, aren't you? No, I don't think I am. So you can find Aventura opening up six hotel at Universal summer 2018. So coming up very soon, year and a half away. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah. So that's basically the biggest news that has happened since uh, since. We have been off the air the last time. Sad news came out of Men in Black. Uh, a ride technician died while working. Oh, no. Um, yes, it's very upset. They tried to revive the the was man, it, but... Was it... Did he do some... Was it just a health concern, or was it operational? Or? 
They didn't say. I, They're currently investigating. They it. are currently they've, investigating. Yeah, they've not it. released any specific yes. thing. Oh, that's um, I know there are rumors of foul play. Mm. Foul play? Mm-hmm. As in it wasn't as straightforward as just being a medical condition in the workplace. Well, I'm like, imagining somebody pushed him. When you say foul play, I imagine like some sort of... Don't let your mind run away. Yeah, Yeah, you're you're jumping to conclusions. When the investigation is over, I'm sure we will know more details about it. But uh, that is is really the only information that uh, I I currently have on that as of this time. Um, So it's very sad. Of course, we feel terrible for the, the person and their family. And, uh... Anyone that anyone that's affected by this, you know, it's it's sad. I know all the team members there were were pretty uh, were pretty devastated yeah, by I it. Can but and then one other thing I forgot to to share too. Um, I I wasn't able to say anything about this earlier because I know people too many people who work there, and I don't want to get them in trouble for sharing inside knowledge. But it's now officially been confirmed that Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey will be closing for most of December uh, from the 1st through the 18th. Uh, it is not to go 3D. Oh, thank God. They have, they have scrapped the idea. For, it, yes, it is. But uh, they, they've scrapped the idea for 3D. They are off the table on that. Um, this is really just for maintenance. Uh, they need to get it done. The 1st through the 18th will be busy, but Christmas and New Year's week are going to be busier. And after that, they have to have things ready in time for celebration of Harry Potter. Um, So they can't they can't really mess around. This is the timetable. It has to get done. And uh, so it's going to it's going to be very maintenance heavy, uh, you know, spruce things up. But uh, a lot of people this will affect a lot of people's vacations. And it's a it's a sad, sad thing uh, to ruin someone's vacation, especially if they're going to see it for the first time. Uh, But where Disney is not. Disney takes their rides down all the time yeah. for long extended periods. Universal just doesn't do it. They do uh, they do dry phases on their water attractions because it's absolutely necessary. And obviously the Hulk was down for a long period of time uh, to undergo its track replacement. But as a general whole, Universal doesn't take its rides down to do a month-long refurb like Disney, is, uh, Disney does all the time. And uh, because of that, a ride like Forbidden Journey, which usually is only closed when they have a complete evac or something happening. That's the only time the ride's not really running. And then at night during maintenance, other than that, it's running all the time. And think about it. Those vehicles just constantly move like a like an omni mover. Yeah. And it's been doing that since it opened up in 2010. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Uh, the fact that it made it this long, I'm, when I worked there. We were all talking about how it was going to have to go down at some point. That the effects were starting to look bad. Everything was everything just wasn't doing well, and they've held it out for another couple years here. So throw some more dementors in there. Mm. Give the us dementors, some more of the dementors. The dementors are there. It's the lighting I know, on it. Fix it. Um, it. But yeah, so it's uh, it's. It's something that has been greatly needed. So uh, I hope it doesn't affect too many people out there. And, um, you know, of course, if it does, feel free to let Universal know because they've I mean, I've known about this for about three months now, but and they could seem like general knowledge. It, it wasn't, you know, that's that's what seems kind of I don't want to say shady, but 
unfortunate because like I had friends who just visited yeah. a couple weeks ago and the number one thing we wanted to do is the Harry and I understand that it's hard to break yeah. that news to people who are like I came here because of Harry Potter you know it's yeah. tough no it, it really is tough and it's, that's kind of the thing that's been eating me up as I've known about this for three months but I can't say anything about it because I don't want to I don't want to put any of my friends in jeopardy because of information I put out there. Yeah. And, you know, I know there's plenty of other websites out there who are willing to do it. And one day I'm sure that will bite them in the behind. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just definitely let universal know if it did affect you. And I'm sure they will do whatever they can to try to make your situation a little bit, uh, better and i do want to point out right now though that that's that's really that comment is directed more at the people that are visiting here on vacation um because i've been following this in the universal uh facebook group and people are outraged people are absolutely outraged by it and it's like craig just said it it's very rare that universal takes an attraction down so you're an annual pass holder i understand it's upsetting that you know you're not able to go on your attraction for three weeks but you are not the people that it's affecting the most so it's when i worked at disney and uh at the uh hollywood studios and toy story opened and that was the most popular ride in disney world you know in all of disney world for however long um and i remember the first time that they were like they were terrified to like take that ride down especially because it's hollywood studios and there's nothing in hollywood studios so the way they like they kept like prepping for it like testing it and then like they made it very well known and the same lights motors action because it's a massive it was a massive uh you know could hold five thousand people it was a big deal And, and i would always take vacation Whenever, whenever they'd be like, the attraction's closing for two weeks. Um, we have to re uh, re uh, pave the street. I was like, I would like to go home, like, because yeah, you don't want to be the one who stands out there. And yeah, no. Well, first of all, I don't want to stand in one place like an idiot for eight hours a day. But also, sorry, folks, parks closed. Yeah, do the job. Yeah, the should have told you. So, but yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for anybody that that's yes. going to affect your trip. But you well, know what? All the more reason to come back again. Exactly. Um, Return visits are universal. So, <laughs> with that being said, uh, you know, there's the, wow, that news went really long. There's a lot. That's what happens when we it's take a week like off. Really hot over here. It is. That stupid thing's on. It, it absolutely is. So, uh, you guys have to start talking about the VIP tour at, um, at Universal Studios Hollywood. So why not, yeah, why not uh, before we really jump into it here, why don't we get started with the video overview that we have of the experience and uh, then we'll get into the nitty gritty details uh, right after that. So um, yeah, Oliver, can we <laughs> can we take it away? Craig Williams. Wow, that was inspirational. Uh, it, it, truly, truly inspirational. I, I enjoyed every second of that. So, why don't you tell me about it, Gas? It why don't you tell me? was fun. Good. Okay. It- <laughs> That'll do it for this episode. No. Yeah. So, it was my first trip ever to Universal Hollywood, and this really made it for me. This was 
an absolutely exceptional way of seeing the park. So for those of you that don't know what the VIP uh, experience is, it's um, a way of seeing the uh, whole of the Universal Studios um, Hollywood theme park and the actual backlot, which um, unlike the backlot here in Orlando, uh, sorry, unlike the studios here in Orlando, they're actually working film studios and TV studios. Um, or they use them a lot more often than they actually use the ones here. Uh, and the actual backlot tour is a big part of the um, the VIP tour. So uh, essentially you will get uh, your own private guide and they will take you around the park and they will uh, backdoor you onto attractions. They're incredibly knowledgeable about the theme park itself. They are incredibly knowledgeable uh, about the backlot and the ongoing uh, and the working, sorry, of the uh, actual film side of things, the studio side of things. Um, and they will they will act as your guide, um, and they will yeah they will just make sure you have an all round um, excellent day. That's 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 the the short of it. So, uh, how do you think it went, Rhino? Because I know this isn't the first time you've uh, you've done the the VIP tour. It is the first time I did. Oh, the is VIP it? Tour. I've only been to this park ah, once. Sorry, before. no, I, twice before I went once um, with Craig, mm-hmm. um, and we only were day trip as we left. Once the evening started setting in, and uh, the other time I went was only for Halloween Horror Nights, separate mm. thing. So this was my first, like, f- or my return to the park, I should say. And uh, I love this park. I love the theme park. I will make an argument for anybody. If you're going to California, you should definitely budget a day for this park. And not just because this is the Universal Hollywood, uh, not just because this is the Universal show. I, this is a park, like, whenever I go, like, I want to go here. Yeah, um, it's beautiful. It's built on the side of a mountain. It's crazy, and this was my sp- first experience with the VIP tour, and um, so the VIP tour it is a little expensive. It's three hundred and fifty nine dollars a person, um, or it ranges a little bit because it goes up to like three seventy nine, three ninety. Goes up to four hundred. Uh, yeah, three ninety nine. Sorry. Yeah. So um, and. Uh, like a one day general admission usually ranges from you know to like one hundred and ten dollars, but with the front of the line it can go up to two hundred and forty five dollars. So if you are if this is the only time in your life you are ever going to go to Universal Hollywood and you want to make the most of your trip, I would definitely recommend this um, because it's not like I compare this to the price of like Disney. So, like a Disney VIP experience, like we know yeah. with a with a guest relations person walking you around, yeah. is more expensive than this. But I feel like you get a lot more out of this experience than you do out of the the Disney tour guide. Well, just to compare it to that as well, um, the Disney tour guide, I believe, is can you do that in groups or is that just an individual party basis? I've always known the Disney one to be like an, on an individual. I think it's for party. like a family, yeah. So for a family, yeah. So this, for example, you do in groups or you can pay separately to have your own tour guide. Um, the price does vary a lot for that. So if you wanted um, your own VIP private experience. Um, At Disney, is that what you're looking for? For No, I was looking for the Universal one. I didn't know you could do a private. Yeah, VIP you can do it private or you can yeah. do it in the group. The group we were in had around about 10 people in there, um, from my knowledge. And you had to be a minimum of five years old in order to take part. So the only way if you want to do it with someone younger than that is to book the private tour for your own party Um, well let's run through the tour let's start let's talk about how it how it starts so the tour includes um valet parking as -hmm. part of it so you you come in you you enter up you go into this special area in the garage and i have to say that the garage that you go in where the vip the valet area is is actually 
Um, it's very nice. It's it's got the pictures of the old movies on the walls. There's it's all Frankenstein. Is it just Frankenstein? As was Frankenstein. Where you you were probably in, probably the, Frankenstein in the Frankenstein lot. Frankenstein. There's yeah, different. Yeah. Last time I was there, I parked in the ET lot, and I was so giddy. Oh, well, see, that's cool. If they if they do the <laughs> other ones the same way they do this one, I'm assuming it, it it's great because it has all these photos of the movie around everywhere. It feels very clean and very. Um, a little more elegant, or I should say, like, you know, it's got a little bit more of an yep. impression than, like, just going to um, Valley Park at, like, the our Universal here yeah. at City Walk. Um, and then you kind of, you go up to the park, um, um, and you, they bring you in a separate entrance, and they have a, they take you uh, up into their VIP area, um, which is above their guest relations. Yep. And uh, they, they serve you a little bit of a breakfast spread. That I can't remember. Did you show that in the video in the very beginning? The, yes, it, it's in the video itself. It's a it's breakfasty food. So it's your pastries and your sandwiches. This whole tour is very like food heavy. I found um, this was uh, it was somewhat impressive. Like I don't want to say it's food heavy. It's it, okay. So they give you a breakfast to get you started, but then there's a lunch. It's a continental breakfast. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's not. And it's a California continental breakfast. It's not. It, it's it was you know there was like a sandwich with sprouts and stuff like that on it it was all that kind of i don't it didn't feel cheap to me the food they were giving us no absolutely not there were macarons and i'm basing this sorry i don't think i've we mentioned it maybe we did i took the tour back in uh 2013 so i'm gonna pop in from time to time when i did something different or experience the same thing but maybe from a little different twist so Sorry, go on. No, that's fine. Well, they have tours that leave at different times of the day, too, um, because there was, like, I think there's one at, like, 1045 or something at, like, 11 or what. It's, like, uh, if I'm looking at the website, there was, like, a 10-something and then 1115. Yeah, and part of the reason for this is because when you get to the studio portion of the tour, the uh, backlot portion of it, um, you're not in a normal tram with everyone else. You're actually in these specialized vehicles uh, that – just it's kind of, of like a trolley car yeah it's like the small. size of a trolley car or um it, it's essentially just a bus yeah a, um, sm- a small bus yeah yeah and with extra comfortable padded seats and it is a vip way to get around the back it's air conditioned they yeah. have because they have the plastic sheets that roll uh, or they're not even they don't roll down they're controlled so yeah they'll they'll pull them up you know they keep them down so it's nice and cool when you get in there but as soon as you start seeing stuff they pull them up i will but. say this is the actual trolley they take you on is a lot more comfortable than what you would go on the regular back lot tour in like it's it's I don't want to say it's definitely worth paying it just for that, but it was way oh, no. more, I, more I, of a comfortable when we, experience. When we get really so. into that part, yeah. I'm going to say that that's yeah. what this tour is 100% but, worth. But So it starts off in the day, and the tour guide comes to meet meet you in the VIP area. Our tour guide was Chris, and he asked he asked everybody, I don't know if this is a normal thing, but he was just like, I, I'm here, and I'm here for you guys, and we're going we're gonna, to... He feels out, like, what's the thing you definitely want to see today? You yeah. know, are you focused on rides? Are you focused on the backlot tour? Are you focused on, like, what is your focus? Yeah. And I said, I I want to go to the clock tower from Back to the Future. And I said, I hear, I've been told that they'll let you get out of the tram and take pictures on the sets. And he said, okay, I have to make sure that they're not filming anything there, um, because this is, this that's the thing to always remember. You are in Hollywood. This is a functioning movie studio they were currently filming television shows while we were walking around in movies you know and so you know he said what rides are definitive for you you know because your your vip lanyard that they they give you um it uh 
it includes like you get to front of the line for everything with that. Mm-hmm. And and um and we will say more about that lanyard yes. toward the end as well because something did happen to us at the end of the day mm-hmm. that was a positive experience with that lanyard. Nope. But mm-hmm. um you know, so he just goes around, he asks everybody in the group what what they want to do and and I Oliver and I obviously are very into movies, so we were like we really are looking forward to that. A thing he said, okay, and then they go and they they like plan the day for you. Yeah, it is nice that they kind of do it on the fly, um, fitting in what they can. Uh, mm-hmm. Pete had actually done this more than once, and I remember him saying the two times he'd done it, or however many times it does vary. Sometimes it's very park heavy. Sometimes, if people want it and it's available, it's very backlot heavy. And I know that Rhino and I really wanted to do that, and we made that very clear. In fact, yeah. we were probably the most vocal people in the whole group that we wanted to see some backlot right. stuff. And I did hear at one point he'd mentioned or he dropped that. Um, due to it being the weekend, because I believe it was a Saturday or Sunday we yeah, visited. Yeah, we went on a Saturday, I think. Um, it allowed us to see a lot more of the bat lot than maybe you would be able to during the week. Yeah, because they shoot the work filming. So, yeah. um, I think if that's something that is important to you and you're considering doing this tour, that's probably something to take into account that uh, the weekend is actually a better time to uh, to get on this VIP bat lot tour. So. Right, because a, a crowd is not necessarily going to affect you while doing this tour because yeah. everything's reserved for you. Yeah, and uh, kind of going off that, yes... The tour is overall. It is. It's heavy. They they put as much emphasis on the backlot portion as they can, um, because once you get into the regular portion, you can you can literally abandon your tour guide after you're done with the tour. Yeah, and you can do the rest of the day on your own. You have unlimited front of the line pass with your lanyard. So you can just constantly circle into the same thing over and over again. Yeah. You don't need the guide. The reason you stay with the guide is because you keep getting that history and you get that inside knowledge that you won't get if you're just on your own and you're really interested in a lot of the stuff. And I'll say they, they, right away, they, you know, so um, the first show we were going to, uh, the first thing we were going to do is the Waterworld show because that was right around then. Yeah. We had reserve seating that was in a dry area. And he even gave us at the beginning of the day ponchos. He gave yes. us a bunch. Everyone got a poncho, and he's like, "We're going to save this for when we go in Jurassic Park later." And you know, and and so he's very thoughtful, and he's very like, "Okay, if you don't want to do it, I'll st- I'll hang out with you, and we can talk about some other stuff." You know? Yeah, I did like that. I mean, so one of the first things that we actually did was um, after doing that Waterworld show, we headed over to uh, Our the Harry Potter stunt show. Uh, your face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll go along with it too. It's been a while since we've uh, we haven't done a Universal segment since. Not a Hollywood uh, one. Since. Not a Hollywood one since uh, my first trip. Yeah, that was already last year. So Waterworld, it is a twenty-five-ish minute stunt show yeah. based on the nineteen ninety-five terrible film Waterworld, starring Kevin Costner as the Mariner. Mariner. Um, Mariner. Nope. <laughs> and Dennis Hopper. And Dennis Hopper. Yes. Um, while the while the movie is an abysmal movie <laughs> to get through, the the stunt show it blends. It, it's like it's so cheesy, but it's just it's hard to watch it and not smile the well, entire way through. I think it's because it's cheesy, but it's almost aware of itself. It's a so That's bad, why, it's good. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly especially, what it is. Especially the guys that come out to uh, to hype the crowd in the beginning. Yes. It's like their water buckets yes. and shooting the thing and they cheap make water jokes. guns. <laughs> yeah. And that's like I don't know that that it's fun. It's it's yeah. stupid, but it's it fun, is. You know? No, it's it's, it's an impressive stunt show. It is. Well, yeah. it has real stunt people in it, like unlike other shows um, yeah. that you may see in other theme parks. Like My these people they, at the end of the <laughs> Oliver Green from uh, How to Get Away with Murder, and you're like, oh, he was that extra who walked by oh, the screen exactly. that one time. But um, they will announce at the end, like what these uh, actors or stunt people have done, and they, you know they all do have 
some have an impressive history, some yep. have a light history, but these these are people that work in Hollywood, so that you know the the quality is a lot higher than you'd expect in yeah. other states such as Florida. Absolutely. Um, so, so what'd you do after that? We headed um, over to um, Jurassic, Harry Potter, not Jurassic Park, Harry Potter. And I was just going off what Rhino said um, a moment ago. So the, the tour guide himself, Chris, was very, very nice. And he felt very inclusive. So obviously in any group you get uh, an amount of people that do want to go on attractions and an amount of people that don't and want to sit out. And Chris is more than happy to entertain those people and stay with them when they're not on the actual attraction itself. So the group that we were with was very diverse. It had a lot of people from very different um, age ranges. Some people even in EVCs, which mm-hmm. was, you yeah. know... ECV. EVC. <laughs> electric. Chairs. Um, very. Yeah. It threw me off now. Uh, yeah, but they were... So not my fault. You got the initials wrong. Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Work at Disney. They were very, very inclusive. So he wait outside with the people that uh, essentially didn't want to ride the attraction. And the nice thing as well uh, was he would actually hold your stuff. So he was more than happy to do that. He felt... Oh, yeah. He, like, took all the bags at one yeah, point. He, he had, did, like, yeah. bags. Yeah. So he, d- he didn't just feel like um, someone that was there to spew out knowledge. His knowledge felt very appropriate at the time. It was interesting. It wasn't like, oh, he's just reading from a script again. It was like, oh, he's giving knowledge. He's being friendly. Well, he Her- wanted to spend time with him. So. And Harry, Harry Potter, like it, it is. He loves film, like because he was yeah. talking. We were talking about the Waterworld film and everything because he was giving us the the backstory, the history, and how it came to be at the park and all that. And then even when we got to Harry Potter, he was giving us the tips and tricks in the park because he was mm. talking about the best place to get your butter beer, and it was the bar. Yep. About and the same trick with ours, yep. where he's like, if you go in, you got to go in the other bar. There's no whatever, you know, and um. And I thought that was I thought the guy we had was awesome. Chris um, was yeah. was amazing. Um, but so because Harry Potter's the new area, you know, they brought us through into the Forbidden Journey. They brought us up into the Flight of the Hippogriff, and then they gave us about twenty minutes or so to yeah. just kind of roam the area. Yeah. And then we That's were nice. we were to meet out front, and the, and it was like no pressure. Like it didn't feel like oh I'm gonna have to rush around. I'm gonna have to. You know, I mean, maybe for us especially, just because we're so familiar, their area is very similar to our area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah. And then from there, we went into the Walking Dead attraction. And, uh, oh, sound effects from Craig. They like, well, what was weird? I don't know if this happened because of us or what, but it was like there was a bubble in the line. And so we had to be the first people to lead it. a group through here. And it was as. I like the I like the idea of the attraction. However, it is what we fear when they do a permanent house like this. Is there were there was a total of like two characters. The whole thing it was one guy shooting at nothing, and then one zombie. Yeah, they try to rely more heavily me. on animatronics as well as uh, as well as like video projections. Yeah, the screen effects, stuff, and stuff. like that. To uh, um, I. Yeah, and you guys went through the express, so you still got to see or front of the line there. You still got to see like the don't open dead inside doors oh, yeah, with the pushing the out, thing, which yeah. is that's all part of their queue. It's not they like you know in Orlando we have nothing in our queues whenever yeah. it comes to HHN, but then once you get in the house, it's themed. This it it starts as soon as you get inside the queue. It, <laughs> the whole theme starts cool. to build and that's cool but yeah overall it's a blah but i do remember you talking about that like you having the issue they were just like blaring the theme song it's and so loud. when you when you have to wait 30 minutes and you're like oh god it's like it's like it's, so it's warfare yeah. yeah 
So I'm glad that we had a, we sped through that. But. Yeah. And one thing I will say about it, though, is you've got to remember the time of year we visited was um, around the Halloween Horror Nights events. And yes. we're visited. We're, Rhino and I, are, you know, we're going to both of these events on both coasts. So we had an awful, we'd been through an awful lot of very, very, very good houses. I feel like we would have probably given it a somewhat better review if we'd gone through it a different time of year when we weren't so house heavy at that moment in time because I still enjoyed it. It, it yeah. was lacking in actors. I just thought it, it was, was lacking in actors. Yeah. It just needed to be filled in. Yeah. Sort of yeah. like. It's a good it's a good idea for people who have never been to Horror Nights before. It's a good idea to give them a representation of what the event's like without going over the top like you do uh, during the year. So like that was my when I went with my dad in the summer. That was his first time ever seeing their, their style of a, a house and so it actually it did interest him. He yeah. it wasn't like oh no that's that's it whatever it kind of got him intrigued. So uh, there there is a benefit for it. It's like a light version, right? But um, so from there we went to eat at the Moulin Rouge for our uh, our VIP dining <laughs> experience. And I will say this dining experience was very VIP. So you you come in the restaurant's Ooh, closed to you. Yeah, 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 and. So, <laughs> what are you trying to say, Rhino? I'm listening. Women, mom alone, down in old Moulin Rouge. Mm, strutting a stuff on. Anyway, um, <laughs> that is like my favorite movie. But, um, you want to give it a go? Yeah. Hey, Joe, you want to give it a go? Um, anyway, you go in. The restaurant is exclusive to you, um, and uh, you you can kind of just pick wherever we want to eat. It was a nice day. We picked the outside patio, which is basically on the edge of a cliff, so you're just outlooking the entire California uh, countryside. You yeah, there's the an 80-foot well. drop yeah. um, right next to you. I mean, the wall comes up to my, my shoulder head or something. I like believe that. that is where Tom Petty got the inspiration to write Free Fallen. Are you being serious? Did you really just? Oh, <laughs> so uh, I will say I was I was pretty impressed with the, what they were serving us. It, you know, it was an incredibly diverse. Mm. Thing. Like, I, I, there's a picture of my plate that has like sushi, um, hummus, the pita bread. Like, there's like yeah, okay, yeah. So I have the the caprese salad. There's like roasted <laughs> potatoes. There's a, that. Um, uh, noodle salad thing. There's like Brussels sprouts. Like, man, I was trying to eat healthy. When that you, day. yeah, when you compare that to, um, to your what place, I was eating yours. that day, it looks like we went to two different um, buffets completely. So that's what I picked Meats. out. So I <laughs> had, yeah, chicken they had fingers. chicken fingers, um, meatballs. All of it was very, very good. And that's crisps. crisps. Um, no, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> it was all served to you. Pellegrino. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> S. Pellegrino. Oh, I did like the San Pellegrino. Yes, a lot. Coke products and S. Pellegrino, as well as um, uh, fancy coffees as well. There was a coffee machine there yeah. that did cappuccino, espresso, and it's all uh, on latte. like the plates are all like they're these really nice white plates with like gold rimming around mm. them that like it says um, Hollywood <laughs> VIP experience. <laughs> And the cups. What happened? I wasn't big. Oh, they don't have gold. It's in the plate. It's your food. You can't see it anyway. <laughs> The 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 glasses you're using. <laughs> I hate you. I hate everything about you. The glasses um, were very nice, but we yeah. Went... I wanted to pocket one of them because I went up and asked, "Can I keep them?" And they were, we were I asking if you could buy like, them in the no. stores. Yeah. I was like, it's okay. Just... <laughs> Yeah. But, but my favorite part was there was actually a character interaction. They had one Miss Miss Betty Boop 
roaming around, and she came up to the table, and um, we got a we got a picture together. If you're looking here, I'm very happy. We had a nice conversation. Her, and you I. are very happy that it was nice because the restaurant itself wasn't very busy. There was an awful lot of seating, indoor and outdoor, and you didn't feel you know rammed in there. So when you were um, sitting in the restaurant itself. And Betty Boop came out. Like, the, the, she spent a good amount of time with you. Like, you didn't feel rushed at all. <laughs> How was your experience with Betty? <laughs> uh, the, the point I wanted to make, here? I don't know. It's, I can't deal with this. I, I lose myself. The point I wanted to make is Betty Boop over here was... Um, she was I've good. Said she said she's to me, very good. She's, have you seen a movie yeah. star today? And I said, no, but I've... Well, I, I said, yeah, I'm talking to you. You're my favorite one, you know. And she, oh, you know. So it was a nice. It was she a nice was. Thing. I'd say it's the quality of oh, the yeah. face actors is tenfold. Like well, compared I liked to what her we hair got over here. Too. So. Ours has that weird wig. That, yeah, like you've seen her, right? The, the like foam wig. Yeah, it? she was. You know, it's more realistic. I would say as well that she was very confident in the character. Some of the things she was saying, like it was another one of those where they were aware of themselves. Like she was making jokes about how good she looked for being over a hundred years yeah. old, and it was. It was an awful lot of fun. It didn't feel cheesy. It felt enjoyable. So, um, yeah, I'd say the dining experience as a whole was very good. Not to skip over the desserts that they had as well. You spent some time on that in the video. So, well, it was very food heavy. You could eat as much as you wanted. Um, And Okay, on that note, too, they did give us ample amount of eating time as well. He basically was like, okay, lunch is going to start now. And he gave us, I think, like over an hour. Nothing and felt And he was rushed. like, you can go nothing. and do whatever you want. Yeah. Or you can go eat and do whatever. Yeah. No, absolutely nothing on the whole tour. Considering you're, they're keeping, you know, to a tight schedule, nothing felt rushed at all. I was very, very impressed indeed. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, back to the stuff that actually <laughs> matters. <laughs> uh, well, so anyway, so after we ate, um, we embarked on the studio tour. Yeah. We did. Yes. Um, the first part we couldn't take pictures at though because it was currently shooting it was like a current a show that is currently shooting the season hasn't premiered yet and it had to do with like what the set we walked into was going to reveal spoilers for the second season of this show completely you don't remember the colony colony colony. it was colony yeah in USA and um, so they took us through like one of the fancy houses they took us through one of the regular houses and then they took us through their underground base which I don't think it's still aired yet so I'm sorry if I've just ruined something but well that's one of the reasons they actually not to take photos um, because you know it is a live set one of the a hot set sorry one of the things I was amazed at is considering this is a hot set meaning they are using it and they just weren't using it at that time they're very relaxed about you being in there all they ask is you don't take photos Apart from that, they, they weren't on you all the time to like, don't touch this, don't touch that. Like, they ask you one time not to do it, and then after that, they're very, very Yeah, relaxed. the tour guides treat you like an actual intelligent human yes. being, whereas like a normal tour guide with a normal group would repeatedly tell you, don't touch anything, remember, don't touch anything, remember, don't touch anything. But that's when I went on the tour, we had a lot of issues because there were a lot of people who like, were touching everything and not yeah, being respectful of it. Sucks. We were going through uh, the, the, the house in Parenthood. Oh, mm. the no longer on the air show. Yeah, well, but, I yeah. I was a little bummed because as we were driving along, they're like, you know, at Universal Hollywood they have a billboard and it says, or not a billboard, but a sign, and it says the currently filming on what lot, and they were filming Superstore, 
And I was like, oh, maybe we're going to see the Shepard Superstore. Yeah, store. they even spoke about it. Yeah. The whole Superstore set is in one of those sound stages. And it was like, why? Why couldn't we have gone in there and yeah. had a look? So, um, I mean, yeah. I guess that sound stage really would have just been a Walmart. But yeah. like, so <laughs> it probably wouldn't have been as interesting. Larger aisles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. It's not just the sound stages that you get to see, though, although that is an uh-huh. awesome part of the tour. Um, they do show you a lot of, like, the prop cars to start off with. That's something they drive you by. Well, that's um, part of the regular tour, too. Yeah. They bring you through that area that has, like, the Back to the mm-hmm. Future cars, the yeah. Fast and the Furious cars. Uh, so you do all of the normal part of that tour. Exactly. Yeah. And and so that includes you go through Kong. Yes. You go through Fast and the Furious. Earthquake. Um, earthquake. Uh, Jaws. J- Jaws. Earthquake Jaws. that they're still masquerading as an episode of Bones, which yeah. I keep for- I've forgotten the two times I've gone in. Yeah. But what is different about the VIP tour is... Because you are not connected to the regular tour, uh, you'll go through uh, some of these areas. Like when you hit the backlot portion where they start to drive you, uh, instead of going the normal route that all of the rest of the via, the regular studio tram tours go, all of a sudden your your driver will just kind of pull off to the side and start to open up opportunities where you can get out, walk around, do yep. something different. Yeah. Uh, just like, have to ask where to go. Yeah. yeah like I got, uh, when I did it, I didn't get to do, um, I didn't get to do the courtyard uh, with the, with the courthouse because they were currently filming ghost whisper, ghost whisper. Yeah. That's right. They were filming that there. So that wasn't available to us, but um you know, like we we got to stop off at other places, went into like one of the sound mixing areas and cool. a couple other things to make up for other stuff that you would miss out if you did uh, did the tour at a different time. Um, but yeah, so you just you never know where you're going to divert from the regular tour. They try to they try to keep it different yeah. and fresh and unique. So. Sorry. No, no, no. That's like what you're talking about is like a a big thing for Pete. Uh, Desperate Housewives. He loves that show. And Mm -hmm. so we went down Wisteria Lane, which also has the house from the Munsters. Um, Somebody else's house is on that street, too. An awful lot of people's houses are on that street. They will say like they will point out the house and they'll be like, yep, that's been used in a Lowe's commercial. That's been used in this. And you do like you start to look at stuff like. It does. It looks familiar, and I don't know why. And it's because you've seen it all and stuff before. It's crazy. It, it, it's great. I want to say just quickly, it's great that you guys, you got to get out and walk around. Oh, yeah, we got to Wisteria walk Lane. Wisteria Lane. They, for the we past... We in house. For the past two times, I want to say, that I've done the studio tour, they have completely cut out going down that road and circling oh. around. They, so well, that's they huge. They even asked. They had to do a special... Like, he asked, there was something something going on and they were like we're not they weren't sure they were going to be able to do it until right before they did it and Very they had cool. to ask again right before they went yeah and like i said we peed in one of the houses um yeah. because they're you know a fake house but it's smushed together so it's like you walk in and you're in the backyard basically. left an upper decker uh, no i didn't i don't remember the name of the person's house we we did but um <laughs> you did leave it up <laughs> but one of the things you know we wanted to do and this was um this was uh you know we went Halloween Horror Nights was that night yeah. so I was like oh it'd be really cool if we could get out and walk at Bates Motel or up to the up to the um, the house we can't because that's part of Halloween Horror Nights because they had a de- the, yeah. the, the motel's decorated as part of that stupid clown thing and then the house was you know has a queue you can get out and take photos there yeah. and stuff like that but so we, so we did that we did all the regular stuff we got to do that and then of course they came over and they brought us to the courthouse mm-hmm. and which is that whole plaza area you know if you don't know gremlins is filmed in there 
Um, it's been used Almighty. in Buffy as well in the past. Yeah. And um, so they let us get out. They took photos in front of, but then they let us, I walked right up to the door of the courthouse. Like I sat on the, the, the steps, you know, I'm, I'm just touching everything I could touch while I was in there. <laughs> touch one. And so I, 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 that for me was like, yeah. it, it's weird. You're sitting there and you're looking around and you're kind of like, I am, you know, universal. I talk about all the time. It's like you stepping into the movie. Yeah. You're literally in the movie right there. And of know? course, it's all these areas have changed over time, burnt down, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. Yes. But yeah. it's still so cool to just be there yeah. where all this history was made. Uh, the, that's so cool. One of my favorite parts when I did the tour was the prop warehouse. Did you guys go in? Oh there? yeah, we did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. that w- that was cool. It's <laughs> interesting that there's a little ET. That's not ET from the movie. That's ET from the original ride before they. Yeah, they I feel like this prop. What, what I will say Hello, that. Hello, Stephen. <laughs> Hello, Stephen. The prop warehouse Steve? is. Steve. <laughs> Steve. It's definitely an in-use prop warehouse the stuff has it has tags on it and yeah. they do again they're asking you be be very mindful please don't touch things don't break things they're actually using these oh we were allowed to touch whatever we wanted see i, f- I yeah but she this is it. they don't touch anything in the prop warehouse yeah they did Whoops. were you touching things oh, oh yeah they told- i was rubbing my hand on every desk yeah. i found yeah so I- like that the cool part for me was uh i'm sure you went past it too uh there's literally a row that's just filled with rubber guns just I can't a, 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 no, we didn't. Okay, yeah, we got to. It's literally a whole. We spent a lot of time on desks. It was probably a forty or fifty foot long row, just filled with rubber guns from the floor to about wow. maybe ten feet high. And so they're like, "Go, oh, keep touching them, touch them all. See, they're all fake. They're none of them are real." It was just. It was kind of. It was fun. It was cool. Yeah. So it's no. I loved. I well, they loved. Were, the they brought warehouse. us up to like the. Um, What's uh, Changeling? Is that the movie? Angelina Jolie, yeah. and uh, directed by Clint Eastwood, and yeah. that's where she kind of t- started the speech. And she was explaining how they had to like construct this thing, but now they have it in the warehouse, and they had like tags on it where they were like, "Oh, they're being rented out by this show, yep. and this show is using this, or you might recognize this from this show." And so it was cool. Like one specific, I don't know if you ended up putting the photo in there, but there was a giant shopping cart. I didn't they, know. Oh, okay. Well, there's a giant shopping cart, and she was saying, and this is before I had watched the episode yet, but oh, this was on the Good Place. Which is the Kristen yeah. Bell show that was on, and when we drove through yeah. the set, I, she's like, "This is from the Good Place. That's why this says yogurt. That's why this." So when I was watching the first episode, I'm like, "We were just there." See, the thing I found interesting as well is you realize just how much they're reusing this stuff because that same shopping cart that's used in the Good Place is the same shopping cart that they ride in in the opening scene of the film Jackass, where they're riding down the hill. It's the same shopping cart, so it just gives you an idea of um, you know. Just it, it brings it home that this is a working movie studio and these props are being used in real productions. And it's, it's that insider knowledge that you just, you know, you're not, you're not going to get on any of the other tours. Yeah. No, so yeah, that was cool. And then once the tour concluded too, he like was ready to be like, okay, we're going to go do a couple more rides. He's like, we're going on Jurassic Park. And that's when we stepped out because, um, you know, we were doing Halloween Horror yeah. Nights. And, and um, so we needed to like get food before everything closed yeah. and... No, uh, so, so when we did the tour, uh, we had like the first tour booked in the morning. Um, so that was different from yours where you did yours later in the day. We started off right away, went straight to the studio tour, went around. Um, and that led into we finished the tour, obviously, which lasts about 
two and a half, three hours. Yeah, the about, backlog portion was about two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah, and so that brought us right into lunch. We went and did lunch. We did one one ride with our tour guide, and then the rest we just broke off at that point and went and did whatever we want. Because, like I said, we had you have unlimited front of the line pass. So I think I did Jurassic Park like three times uh mummy a bunch of times too i did transformers a couple times because yeah. at that point it hadn't opened up at universal orlando yet so i'm like i want to i want to know all about this before ours opens up and and at that point it was just like a couple weeks um but yeah you get you don't have to stay with them and they don't they don't make you feel guilty for no no because when we it. left he was like oh you sure you know but and and he was like, hey, thanks, guys. You know, everything. I would have stayed with Chris until the park closed, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, just for me, because of the impression he left on us. And I it was I was a little bit, like, um, reluctant to leave him. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, that's obviously a logical place to start wrapping this up. I think, personally, if you are going to Universal, if you're going to California for, like, a once. Yeah, once, once in a lifetime thing. I wouldn't even say once in a lifetime. If it's a once every, if you're only going to go once every five years, once every Every 10 years like if this is a a not if you go to california once every other year once a year um i I would say you can get a lot of this maybe do the vip tour once and uh and after that you know just go to the park regularly for me anytime i go to california anymore and i don't go to universal studios hollywood it's it's yeah i i love adding it on there yeah but if you're only going to go to the park go to california sorry once every five or ten years like just not often i think the only way to do it is vip you have to spend that extra money and 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 just experience it that way i would invest at the end of this tour i felt like (laughs) i would do this again like that i would i would take money out of my own pocket and be like and i i don't think at the end of the day i would have been like oh well that was a bummer like i i i would have been like yes a hundred percent so um yeah, you're right. Like, if you'd only go every so often, I mean, it really, like, you're going to see different movies. You can, you know, if you've got different agendas, yeah. it can all change. That's the thing that's great about it. But you're also going to leave that day having done everything in the park. There's so many things that we do that are like this. They're ticketed, extra ticketed things, upcharged things. And the amount of times I come away, I'm like, yeah, I had a great time. It was awesome. But it wasn't worth, you know, X amount of money. This is $359 well spent. Like, I would reach into my own pocket and pay to do this again because it was an outstanding day. It really, really was. I I will say, to balance it out in talking about, because for, you know, we're all very East Coast heavy. I know a lot of the people who watch and listen to us are also East Coast heavy. Um, California is uh, is really isn't a trip you make that often so for a lot of these people you might also be thinking about maybe i should do warner brothers paramount another studio tour that's around there uh if you're planning on doing one of those i would say honestly i did the paramount tour the day before i did universal studios hollywood and while i enjoyed it for the the vip experience for the unlimited use of front of the line and the seeing the history of Universal, yeah. um, you'll see more on a, on a different studio tour that is, you know, just That's focused the on the studio portion of it. Um, it was, I, I know, I know that it, it kind of did feel slightly underwhelming, but for me, because of the Universal history aspect to it and loving Universal, I still got great enjoyment out of it. But if you are going to do a different studio tour, uh, like I mentioned, Paramount or Warner Brothers, 
maybe you don't need to do this one, but if you do connect to the movies, like uh, like Back to the Future, uh, and you and you want to see maybe right. the chance of going into a set of one of NBC's current shows or one of the shows being produced on the Universal lot, it, it's good to. It's good to do it. I, so. I, you know, somebody even asked, is our is our experience um, colored by the fact that we're film students? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm a fan of film. I think you don't have to be a film student or whatever. You can just be a fan of TV shows or whatever. Like, yes, I mean, that, but that was what I wanted to get out of the tour. Um, and, you know, and there are other people in the tour that want that they want to do that cool stuff on the back lot, but their thing is, oh, I want to get the most out of the park. And that's why they come around and they ask you that in the beginning of the day. And that's why this was tailored, like why I loved it so much because of that. If you're going to do it and you just want to do it for the theme park, I mean, you might as well just invest in front of the line because yep. if you're not interested in doing the back lot tour, I mean, that's kind of the whole, like what this experience is sort of geared at is that you're, you can do both, but if you are like you want to go and you really don't care about anything to do with the backlot, the the thing, you weren't going to do the tram tour. Then Which, if you weren't, I don't understand unit. why yeah. you're even going. Yeah, why you need slapped around? Yeah. So yeah, um, and somebody asked too the the your ticket is included in that price that we yeah. originally said with with that. It's not like this on top of a ticket price. Exactly. So when you account for the ticket, the unlimited front of the line and the, meal the meals too, yeah. in there uh there's really there's still a gap obviously in price um there's there's no denying that but that's where that's where you get those extra experiences you don't get to see on the normal backlot tour as well as the hearing this insight and information from your guides mm-hmm. and it sounds like chris was wonderful but let's just put it out there. They're VIP guides because of what they bring to the table. It's because they have a passion for these places and they, they do care about it and they want to share what they love with everyone else. That's why they become VIP guides. So even, even a not so great VIP guide will still have a ton of information uh, to give you and still make sure you receive world-class guest service with it too. So, Oh, and on that note too, I I will, I will give um, universal a lot of props there their team members there are very on on it um because we when we separated from the tour guide and somebody came up to us he was like oh um you have to do this and then he saw our lanyard and he was like oh you know what you know we want to make sure that you do have the best experience the vip experience so i'm going to go ahead and take care of that why don't you guys just wait here and i'll come back and help you out very nice yeah so very good yeah well thank you guys for sharing so i was joking about that two-hour episode but yeah we went on a little no, long. Only an, it was only like an hour and a few minutes because oh, yeah. we started like seven minutes late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did we stop? Somebody seven wasn't recording. The, uh, wasn't streaming. Streaming. Thing, so we did a show for ourselves for a few minutes. <laughs> that was that was fun. No, I, I enjoyed hearing about it. I've, it makes me want to get back out and do it again. I was I was bitterly jealous when I found out that you guys would be going, but I had the opportunity to go on that trip and I passed it up. So. I'm the only one to blame for that, but no, it's very, very cool. So I hope you had fun and I hope everyone out there got a lot of enjoyment from you sharing your tales and weaving them, weaving your yarns and that I can't think of any other ways to say it. But thank you guys out there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Of course, if you want to find out more about those news stories that we talked about earlier or anything else, uh, make sure you hit up disunplugged.com. That is our our show notes page where you'll find everything you need to know about this episode, this show, and any other show on the Dis Unplugged podcast network. Because let's be honest, they are all pretty awesome. 
I might be biased because I'm on like nine tenths of them. <laughs> um, and yeah, so make sure you're following us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to all of our YouTube channels that we have and you're leaving comments and feedback as well as on iTunes. Feel free to subscribe, uh, rate and review us. Always get a kick out of uh, those couple bad comments that we read every time I put the call out to do that. <laughs> always just so much fun. Um, and yeah, so just it, always send, if you want to send us an email, uopodcast at uh, disunplug.com. Uh, we'll probably be doing another Q&A episode coming up here shortly. Um, could be next week if we can't think of what else to do. Ooh. We're that kind of people. Um, so yeah, just... Uh, what? Not next week. Oh, yeah, next week. Not not next week, but potentially the next week after that. I mean, so, you've got a lot of time to think of your questions. you got a lot of time to think of questions. Quality questions. Exactly, exactly. So thank you guys again so much. Really do appreciate it. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hit that music. We'll be back with you in two weeks. Uh, remember, Thanksgiving is universal. Unless you're not American.